This upcoming Zman, we will continue with the Chazaru recordings. The goal of these recordings is to take the entire Shear and consolidate it into a much shorter period of time, so that throughout the upcoming weeks and months, you'll be able to quickly and effectively review all the material that we've did. So if you're going on a hike, if you're jogging, if you're at the supermarket, you're waiting at the bus stop, you can just take out your headphones and listen to the Chazara, Shia, and Bisiyat Shmaya, this will help you retain and remember the information for much more time and, uh, for, and, and much better. You'll hopefully Bisiyat Shmaya do much better on the Bechina. And besides for doing well on the Bechina, you'll also remember it uh, for years to come as well, Bisiyat Shmaya. So let's jump right into the first Chazara, Shia. We started off by learning the Gemara in Sanhedrin. The Gemara in Sanhedrin teaches us that when a person bench, benches, he needs to make sure to leave over bread. You're not allowed to bring a new loaf of bread to the table for benching, because that looks like a Vodazara, but there's a chiv to leave over bread at the end of the meal. Why is there a chiv to leave over bread at the end of the meal? There are four reasons given for this. Rashi says in case an ani comes to the door, that you'll have what to give him. The Zohar says that when you bench, there's a certain bracha that is bestowed upon you, and in order for that bracha to go into, to materialize, it needs to materialize in something physical. The Levush says that, a third reason, that, that a person needs to leave over some food, some bread at the end of the table, so like that it's evident that you're thinking Kaddish Baruch Hu for the bread. And the fourth reason that the Levush brings is that when a person leaves over bread while he's benching, you're also showing that not only am I thanking Hashem for the bread, but look, I'm, I'm satiated. I don't need to eat the crumbs. I don't need to eat every piece of bread because I'm already full. Our Kaddish Baruch Hu is giving us uh, so much. The Shulchan Aruch in Sif Aleph and in Sif Beis passing in Sif Salach Lamaisa that you have to leave over bread, but you're not allowed to bring a new loaf of bread to the table. The, Shul- the Mishnah quotes all of the four reasons mentioned above. However, the Shara Tzion writes that with regards to the first reason that you need to leave over bread in case an Ani comes, so then, Taka, you would need to leave a nice piece of bread. You need to leave uh, at least a slice, something that would be respectable to give to a poor person that comes to the door. But with regards to the other reasons, it's enough to leave crumbs because the bracha could come to fruition on crumbs. It is evident that you're thinking HaKadosh Baruch Hu, uh, when you have crumbs left. And also when you're leaving the crumbs, it doesn't show, it, it shows that, you know, you're, you're not so, that you're full at the end of the meal that you don't need to, to eat um, to eat the crumbs. So this halacha we mentioned that a regular Shabbos meal, it's probably very easy to fulfill. There's usually a lot of, you know, there could be like a slice or two of bread that's left on the table. Where does it become a little bit more complicated? Because it's a little bit more complicated when you're buying a bagel, a sandwich, uh, when you're making lunch for yourself uh, to bring to work. Usually, uh, we finish everything, right? So comes the river of Ephraim and he says the first halacha, the first reason of, of, um, why you have to leave over bread in case a poor person comes, he says that doesn't really apply today. It doesn't apply today because no one is really giving a piece of bread to an ani at the door. Baruch Hashem, we live in a much higher standard of living than when a poor person comes knocking on the door, you're not going to give him a piece of bread. That's probably degrading to him to give him a, a slice of bread. You'll give him a certain amount of money that he can go buy the bread on his, uh, on his own. So that first reason of Rashi that you need a big piece of bread uh, doesn't, uh, doesn't apply. But all the other reasons would do apply. However, those reasons could apply even when you're leaving over crumbs. You don't need to leave a substantial piece of bread over uh, in order for the other reasons to apply, that the bracha is where to take fruition and that you're, it's evident that you're thanking Hashem for the, for, the food that he, uh, for the food that he gave you. And therefore, Rav Chaim Kanievsky, quotes Rav Chaim Kanievsky, who says that, yeah, in a chanami, when you're eating a bagel, uh, you should talk, you should make sure to leave over little pieces. Now, the river was in fine. He himself says that usually when you're eating a bagel or a sandwich, you probably don't even notice, but there are a little bit of crumbs that end up on the, on the wrapper, on the, piece of, on the plate that you're eating, just make sure not to 
make sure not to um, not to eat those, and then bench. And when you bench with those pieces with those crumbs on the plate, then your yotze, um, your yotze, all the all the you could be yotze all all the sheets. The Rebbe Sefraim asks, uh, he adds, he says, if you're in a place where you're worried that the crumbs might get stumpled, uh, trampled upon, where you're where you're worried that someone's going to step on it in a disrespectful way, so then uh, in a chanam you can even eat uh, eat the crumbs. But lemaisa, it comes out that a person should leave over bread uh, whenever he's eating um, whenever he's eating food. If you're eating a sandwich, uh, the best thing to do is usually there are a little bit of, there's a little bits of, of crumbs that are that are left over. But if it's a type of food uh, that doesn't have crumbs, let's say you're eating a lafa a shawarma where there usually isn't so many uh, crumbs left over, so then taka you should make sure to leave a little bit of uh, of bread. And this is not going to be a problem with baltashkas for two reasons. Either it's going to be because it's less than a kazais, and number two is because you're doing for the sake of the mitzvah. And we learned that whenever you're doing something for the sake of a mitzvah, that's not considered uh, baltashkas. The next thing we learned in the shulchan aruch is shulchan aruch sev gimel uh, and the mishabura who basically say that halacha when a person is washing my marchonim, he should make sure that. To clear the table of crumbs, to make sure that he's not pouring water, that the water, the ma'amachonim water, doesn't spill on the on the crumbs, and because um, that would be a disrespectful way of uh, disposing of the crumbs. The Shulchan Aruch in Seif Hay, which was the next thing that we learned, Paskin the Lachla Maisa, that. It doesn't pass, and he says the minig is to cover the uh, your knife that are on the table when you bench. That's the custom to cover your knife when you um, when you bench. However, besides for Shabbos and Yantav, and Shabbos and Yantav, the minig is not to cover uh, is not to cover your knife. Why is it that there's a minig to cover the knife uh, while you're uh, while during benching? So the Mishabura quotes the both both of the reasons that are in the Bisu. So reason number one is because your table is domata mizbeach. A mizbeach elongates a person's life. Why is your table like a mizbeach? Because you do achnasus archim and you uh, you say. Torah. So a table elongates a person's life just like the Mizbeach did and it's inappropriate to place something that shortens a person's life, a metal knife, uh, on the table, uh, which is something that elongates uh, a person's life. So a metal knife that shortens a person's life should not be placed on a table that elongates uh, a person's life. Now during the meal you need it there because you need to cut your, your food but the moment the meal is over it's time to bench so then it's time to remove these uh, to remove the knives. The second reason, reason is because it was a person who um, who stabbed himself when he said because he felt the anguish of, uh, of Yerushalayim. And the and um, and we and and we mentioned that yes in a chanami today you probably don't feel that anguish but if you stop and you cover the knife by uvenei yerushalayim so basically what you're doing in that moment is you're you're connecting yourself to yerushalayim which is also uh, a beautiful thing now the, the shulchan aruch paskins that the halacha to cover the minug to cover the knife uh, during benching does not apply on shabbos inantiv so why not so the shulchan aruch Arab explains he says for the first reason which is the reason of the metal shortening a person's life, the metal having quality of shortening a person's life, that only applies during the week when the quach of Esav is superior. But on Shabbos, when his, the quach of Esav is not superior, so the metal knife doesn't represent uh, something that shortens a person's life, and therefore you're allowed to leave it on the table. And then for the second reason, that the person uh, stabbed himself when he got to Vnei Shalim, so on Shabbos you don't need to do that. Why? Because when did that story happen? That story took place during the week. And when Chazal make the Xera, they make the Xera like it, like it happened. And since that individual stabbed himself during the week. So therefore the Xera is only going to be during the week. So that was the first simon that we saw. That was simon Kufpei. And then we moved our way to simon Kufpei Aleph, which is, uh, which is this first simon that discusses my machronim at the, end of the, at the end of the meal. So we mentioned that there are two Gemaras that discuss the obligation to wash my machronim, and they each have different reasons why you're obligated to wash my machronim. And depending on how we reconcile that stira between, uh, between these two Gemaras is going to 
have tremendous ramifications on how we paskin Allah Chumaisa, whether you're obligated in Maimachronim or not. And even if we do say that you're obligated in Maimachronim, those two reasons, uh, the, whichever one we hold to be superior, is also going to affect the way we perform Maimachronim. So we saw that two Gemars. Gemar number one is Gemar in Brachos that says that there's a Chiv ta, there's a mitzvah to wash my Machonim because it says V'yisem Kedoshim you shall be holy in the Gemara Dashans from there that you shall be uh, you shall be holy and that means my Machonim the Gemara in Chulin says that, the, that there's an obligation to wash uh, my Machonim because of Melech Domus this type of salt that if it gets in a person's eyes it can cause him uh, to become blind so which one is it? is it because of V'yisem Kedoshim or is it because of this uh, Melech Domus so Tosos answers and he says really it's because of Melech Domus and today Melech Domus is non-existent. Uh, and when the Gemara says, V'isim Kedoshim, uh, that you're obligated to, to wash on uh, Ma'im that's just an Asmach the Balma. And therefore today, there's zero obligation to wash Ma'im because it doesn't, uh, Melech's Domus doesn't apply, which is the Ikar reason. That's the opinion of Tosos that it doesn't apply today. The Rush says, no, the two Gemaras are really complementing each other. First Gemara says, V'isim Kedoshim, there's a mitzvah to wash Ma'im to prepare yourself for benching, right? A person's hands gets dirty during the meal, you're eating food. So before benching, it's inappropriate to bench with with, uh, with dirty hands, so therefore, therefore, there's a chiv to wash uh, to wash my to clear your hands uh, in order to be uh, to be obligated in order to, to bench uh, properly. And then the gemara adds a second level. Not only is it a mitzvah to wash my but there's also an obligation. There's a chiv to wash my Why? Because of sakana. Because it's uh, because it's uh, it's dangerous. It's dangerous not to wash my because a person can could become uh, could become blind. And the and the Torah explains uh, that what does it mean? What's how's the obligation more? What does it mean that there's a chova? That means that even in a time of war, uh, a person is obligated to to wash my Meaning when it, when the, we learn out from the beginning of the pasuk of. Of uh, that you shall be kadosh, and then it means mayim rishonim, and then it says v'yisem kadoshim, which means mayim achronim. Right. So the first part of the pasuk teaches you you're obligated to wash before bread. The second part of the pasuk teaches you that you're obligated to wash for mayim achronim. And the Gemara learns out that during a time of war, a person isn't obligated to wash mayim rishonim. However, if we're saying now that it's not just learned out from the Pasuk, it's not just a mitzvah to wash my machronim, but rather it's a chov, it's an obligation because it's dangerous. It's dangerous to walk around without, uh, without washing my machronim because a person, a person can become blind. And therefore the added chov element is telling you that even in a time of war, a person is, um, is uh, obligated to wash my machronim. So Lamaisa, how do we pass it? We have your machokis, we've shown him, Tosu says, my machronim does not exist today. And the Rush and the tour explain that of course it exists today. And the two Gemaras are complementing each other. One is telling you that it's a mitzvah, Vesim Kedoshim, and one is telling you, that it's not just a mitzvah, but it's also a chova. The Shulchan Aruch in Sif Aleph clearly writes, Mayim Achronim Chova, period. There's no Yesh Omerim, there's no nothing. He says you're obligated uh, to learn out, uh, you're obligated to wash Mayim Achronim, and the Mishaburah quotes both reasons, Avisim Kedoshim, and because of Melech's Domus. If you go all the way to the end of the Sif, in Sif uh, all the way to the end of the Simon, in Sif Yud, the, the Shulchan Aruch quotes Tosus, and he says, Yesh Misha Omer. There are those who say that you're obligated, that you do not need to wash Mayim Achronim, that is the opinion of Tosus, but he adds, and he says that if a person is is uh, if it bothers him that his hands are dirty, of course he needs to wash because of uh, because of v'yisem uh, kedoshim. Now the mishabru over there he quotes the gra and the marshal and other mikubalim that say obviously a person is obligated to wash uh, my machonim and the archa adds that a person who's uh, who's uh, lenient in my machonim a kaddish baruch is going to chasv shalom be lax in his uh, in his parnasa. So lemaisa it seems fairly clear from the shulchan Aruch, from the mishabru from 
the majority of uh, all the poskim we've seen up until now, besides for Tosos, but the way we pask in Lamaisa is that there's an obligation to wash Maimachon. So where does this custom come from that people do not wash uh, Maimachon? So first of all, the Ramah in Darki Moshe, he doesn't quote this in the Shulchan Aruch, but in the Darki Moshe, he says the minig is to follow the, the, the Tosos. And Rav Yaakov Emdin, in, uh, in Moravikziah, he writes that since today we eat with a fork and a knife, so both reasons of, of, uh, of the Gemara do not apply. There's no Vesem Kedoshim because your hands are clean. It's not dirty for, for benching. And there's no problem with Domus because you're using... You're using, uh, you're using a fork and a knife, and therefore he says that it's, uh, and this Lechor is the custom of the Yaka Jews, Rav Yaakov Emden was from Germany, this is the custom of the Yaka Jews not to wash my Merchonim. The Yevitz, which is Rav Yaakov Emden in his sitter, uh, he, over there he seems to contradict himself, and he says, no, no, you are obligated uh, to wash my Merchonim, because Takanus Chazal Olam Omedes, the Takan of Chazal always, uh, always stay uh, intact. So to summarize, it seems from the majority of poskim there is a chiv to wash my merchonim, and it's clear cut. It's mashma that way from the shulchan from the mishabura, from from the, the achron. But there are definitely uh, there are customs of people not doing it. Uh, the question is, where does that come from? So some say it's from Rav Yaakov, and then some say it's from the from the dark uh, Moshe. But it seems clearly from the shulchan aruch that a person should really try to uh, to a person should wash uh, my merchonim. The next thing we discussed is that if their taka is an obligation of washing my machronim, so then which one of the reasons take precedence? Is it the reason of v'yisam kedoshim, which equates my achronim to my rishon, which equates my the the mime that you wash at the end of the meal to the mime that you wash uh, before eating bread, or is it because of melech's domus? And we said depending on which way which one you hold is the Ikka reason, meaning everyone holds that you have both reasons, right? Because the two Gemaras are complementing one another. But which one is the Ikka reason, depending on which one, depending on what you learn is the Ikka reason, that's going to have tremendous ramifications on how we actually perform the Maya Machronim. So the Gra is of the opinion that Maya Machronim is learned out. The Ikka Liman is from the Yisim Kedoshim and it's equated to Maya Mishonim, meaning whatever applies to Maya Mishonim basically is going to apply to Maya Machronim. Uh, from the Shulchan Aruch, it's not Mashman, the way. From the Shulchan Aruch, it's Mashman that the Halach, that the uh, Main reason is because of Melech Stomus, because of this uh, dangerous, uh, dangerous uh, salt that can cause a person to become blind. So, what are the the nafkaminas if you learn that Vi'isim Kedoshim is the main reason, or because of uh, or because Melech Stomus? So, nafkamina number one is how, how much of your hand you need to wash. So, the Bishos of quotes a machlokas. The Shulchan Aruch Paskans Alach Lamaisa. It's up until the second knuckle in your uh, in your hand. That's how much you need to wash. Uh, just up until uh, the second knuckle, but the Bira Lacha quotes the Gra, and he says that no, the Gra holds that you need to wash your entire hands. Just like when you wash until it's time for bread, you have to wash all your fingers with your palm. So too, when it comes to washing your hands for for uh, Maimer Chon, it has to be your entire hand with uh, with a palm. Shulchan Aruch is clearly learning that no, the Ikka reason is because the Melech's Domus, and since you're only eating with the tips of your fingers, that's the only part that needs to, that, that needs to be watched. Also, the next uh, nafkamina would be how much water do you need to use, right? So according to the Gra, you need to use the Revias, just like you would use for, for uh, washing regular, just like you would use for washing your hands for bread. Masha Inkin, the, the Mishabura quotes others, who said, no, my Machonim, it's just, you, can, you need a little bit. As, as long as it's covering the top two knuckles of your hands, and it's washing away the Melech's Domus, that's going to be okay. Another nafkamina is does a blind person need to uh, need to wash my merchums? If they if it's because of um, of um, because the person might become blind, the guy's already blind, right? So. 
But if you hold that it's because of Eastern Kedoshim, so then the Chorah, he would have to, he would have to uh, wash. Now, since we take both into consideration, so the Achronim right, that taka you should, uh, even a blind person should, uh, should wash. Uh, what would happen in a different case if a person forgot to wash Shemayim Merchonim? You have a regular person and he benched without washing Shemayim Merchonim. So according to the Mishabura Paskins, that since the Ikka reason is because of the Melech's Domus, so then a person should wash Shemayim Merchonim even after the meal to make sure that he washes away this, uh, this salt. And according to the, and according to the Grah, it could be that you wouldn't need to uh, wash Shemayim Merchonim after you're done benching because the whole point of washing and the main reason of washing my Merchonim is to prepare yourself for, uh, for benching. And if you didn't prepare yourself for benching, so then uh, it's too late. That ship sailed already. Uh, another nafkamina would be uh, reciting a bracha. So here the shul, the tour quotes a machlokas whether you need to recite a bracha for my machronim or not. And the shulchan aruch paskins that you do not need to recite uh, to recite a bracha. And the mishabura explains why. And the chorah this would apply for both opinions. He says according to the opinion of Melch's domus, you don't need to make a bracha because we don't find a chazal enacted a bracha in order to prevent danger from a person. Right? Chazal enacted a bracha on mikra megillah Those are positive mitzvahs, but not something that's going to save you from uh, becoming. Line. And then the second reason uh, of uh, of the Yisim Kadoshim Lachor, you should you should wash your hands when you're making the bracha on uh, on Ma'amar Chonim because it says in the pasuk of Yisim Kadoshim. So the Mishabrua quotes and he says that if you read the entire Gemara, the Gemara, the entire Gemara over there says that you learn from Yisim Kadoshim that you need to. Uh, that you need to wash your hands. And then you learn from the continuation of the Pasuk that says Kikadosh means that you need to that you need to add oil to your hands. And then it says which means that now you're ready to to to, to bench, right? So so from the from the words of uh, so so he says says the Mishabrua that it's ma, that it's mashma from the Gemara that in order to fully fulfill the mitzvah of Ma'am Rechonim, you need to wash your hands and then you need to rub it with, uh, with, with um, oil. And since we do not do the mitzvah to its fullest, therefore you, you do not recite a bracha according to everyone and that would even, that even the, that even the, the, the grow would agree to that you do not recite a bracha on, uh, on Ma'am Rechonim. What about water? So what about all the other dinim of, of uh, Ma'am Rechonim? So the Mishnah Bruah says that all the other halachos that apply to Washing your hands before bread do not apply to my merchonim. Why? Because the ikka reason is really to remove melech's domus, and it's not learned out from, uh, and it's not because of isim kedoshim. And therefore, you're allowed to use water that was used for another purpose, that was used for for like a malacha to do something. You're allowed to use water that's discolored. You're allowed to use water even if it's not edible. Uh, you don't need a cup. You don't need koach gavra. Uh, even if your hands, if you have rings on your hands or whatever, there's a chatzitza. You don't need to take them off for uh, for my merchonim. And why this all makes sense because of the reason of uh, of melech's domus. So in this last section, what we saw was that there's the Choretz, Mashman from all the Rishonim and from the majority of the uh, Rishonim and from the majority of the Achronim that there is an obligation to wash uh, there's two different reasons why you would have to wash either because of Isim Kedoshim or because of Melech's Domus the Gra seems to learn that the Ikka reason is Isim Kedoshim and therefore a lot of the halachos that apply to washing your hands before bread will apply to Ma'am as well Mashiachim from the Shulchan Aruch and the Mishaburah it's Mashma that the Ikka reason is because of uh, Melech's Domus and therefore all the halachos that apply to Natil Sidaim are not really going to apply to, uh, to, to Ma'am Merchonim Brachavat Tzlacha